So, welcome to D&Me. It's the show where I play D&D by myself. Because I need to play this right now. What happened last week? What happened? It's not really your place to say, dude. It's my place. My episode last week. Here's what happened. We were pulled into a horrible, dark, and terrifying realm filled with vampires and monsters. We found these two kids, Thorn and Rose, who told us that their parents were in danger, so we went to go help their parents. And we discovered Rose and Thorn's bodies. Dead. And their parents are the ones that murdered them. They locked them in their room and starved them. So, I'm pissed. And I want vengeance. So we put the kids to rest, and uh, now I'm ready to slay the shit out of everyone in this building that isn't with the party. And I helped. I was kind of there while he did all that. And I take direct credit. Well, you feel like we're getting sidelined now? I mean, we're the only women here, and uh, we're getting sidelined. It is bullshit, and I'm a little offended. So, let's just jump in and do some D&Me. Last time, you guys, yes, as you explained, the two kids were dead the whole time. There's some people here in this building doing something. And you were in Rose and Thorn's crypts. You put them to bed, and they finally went to sleep after all this time. So next to you is room 27, and above you, which is room 24, what would you guys like to do? Well, seeing as I'm the one that's kind of been leading this, this week, I'm going to go back to the other two in the hall, regroup. Kane, come with me. Alright, yeah. That was a crazy, hectic thing that just happened, so, sure. Hey guys, um, what happened? What's going on? The kids were ghosts. They've been dead this whole time. What? How? That's, what? That doesn't, oh, okay. I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so, we gotta kill whoever did this. I think it's their parents, but I feel like there's more going on. Two people couldn't build this entire area. There has to be something bigger. So, I think we should walk to room 27, explore it, figure out what's going on around there, and then we should circle around back to and get back here, just so we can clear everything and make sure we get everyone. Does anybody else think that we should do something else instead? I feel like we should let you take the lead, but I don't know about going to room 27. I feel like we should go to 24 and double around. Maybe you're right. I don't know if we should run straight in. I'm a little hot-headed, so you know what? Yeah. You're the level-headed one, so... I'm gonna lead, the two of you snipe from behind. Alright, we walk to room 24. Alright, you walk into this room, there's a wooden table with four chairs. There are four alcoves to the west that are filled with moldy straw pallets. And it seems to be some kind of meeting room. You're not quite sure for what yet. What do you do? I'm going to go to each of the beds and see if anyone is alive in here and make them not alive. I'm gonna stab through each bed individually, aggressively screaming angrily because I'm still dealing with the shit that I just found out about five seconds ago. So, uh, I go up to the first bed and I go, <laughs> and I stab it. Then I walk across the room over to the other one and I stab this one and I go, <laughs> Did you guys think that he acts a little different than most robots? I never saw a golem scream, you know, it seems a bit weird well you know maybe he's just like a newer model maybe he's just the kind of robot that can scream and have emotions you shouldn't really prejudge people based on their anger issues you know speaking from my personal experience i think it's great that he's uh feeling something you know if he was a soulless automaton he would just have no remorse in killing anyone which is probably bad die <sighs> stab 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 
I'm having a good old time. Uh, as long as you're stabbing beds and not me, I don't really care. Once you finish stabbing all of the beds in the room, you realize at this point that no one was here. But at least four people have been sleeping here, so there might be more people as you go. It's really hard to tell until you actually start looking around where they are. What do you do next? You are still in that room. There's a stairwell that leads down, uh, or you could head back to where you were. Let's keep moving. Let's press on. Let's go. What is in room 25? Because I'm ready. Hope there's some people because I'd love to murder them. As you walk into the room, there appears to be a well in the center of it, as well as a bunch of other adjacent rooms attached with beds in them. It seems like this is the primary sleeping quarters, and the other one seems to be where the new people come in. That's like the intern sleeping room with the shitty beds, but this is the nice place with the good beds. When you walk up to the well, it goes four feet down. Each room seems to have a chest of some kind. And you're surprised you haven't run into anyone yet. It seems odd. Like if someone was here, they would have come at you by now. For some reason, everything seems empty. What do you do? I'm immediately going to run into each room and try to open these chests because uh, I want more stuff. So I'm going to start popping open padlocks. Make a dexterity check. I'll say sleight of hand. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, Sleight of hand. Boop. Master of that. 14, 19, 17, 11, and 17. Those are for all five chests. I know you said five rooms, each one with a chest. So what do I get? As you are looking through each room, one after another, picking a lock, some of them you manage to open them, others you don't. What do you do when you don't open a lock? Well, I go and I take out my uh, spell book and I skim through it. And I think I'm going to use Fireball to try to burn these locks off. Yeah, I'm just going to keep burning them until they fucking pop and breaking them and weakening them. And if I can't get into them, I'm just going to keep going. So do I have to keep doing checks for that? No, it seems ridiculous to make you roll 47 times. So you just open them. You, you open most of them already. There were only two you didn't open. So I'm going to assume after spending some time, you can just break them open. So as you open each chest, this is what you find. 11 gold, 60 silver in one chest. But the gold and the silver is in a pouch made of human skin. That seems really unsanitary. But it's probably worth some money. I feel like there's a lot of creeps in the world that would probably love a bag of human skin. Yeah, maybe you're right. You'll have to find somebody, though. In the next room, you find moss agites. Basically, pink crystals. They're little gemstones, and they're each worth 10 gold apiece. And they're wrapped up in a black cloth. As you go into the next room, the lock doesn't work, but then you take your fiery hand out and start burning it open. And eventually, like a blowtorch, you break through the very old and rusted chain and the very old and rusted padlocks, which are pretty easy to break open. You find a black leather eye patch. Fuck yeah, I'm like a fucking badass pirate, huh? Cool, I'm taking that eye patch. That eye patch is mine. I'm gonna put it right underneath the eye that I use when I cover my hair over my eye all the time. It's gonna go on that one. Yeah. So when somebody like brushes my hair back, they'll be like, oh shit, you're rich and you're a pirate. I should fucking be stoked on that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Anyway, you head into the southern room. There's an ivory hairbrush with silver bristles. 
And in the last room, there's a silver short sword. You spend a lot of time doing this, so everybody else is basically going to move on while you're exploring this place. Yeah, so anything else you want to do before uh, I basically sideline you while you're doing all that? Hell no, man. I'm just going to take all this shit. I don't give a shit about killing these weirdos. Yeah, you guys keep going. I'm going to deal with all this. Search for clues. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Definitely not robbing them. I have no time to deal with your petty, petty thirst for money. So while she's doing that, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna move through the hallway. Is anybody coming with me? Of course we are. Why would we abandon you for cheap money and, and monetary gain? Yeah, the most noble thing to do is to go with you and smash the skulls of everyone in our way. Now you're making me seem like the asshole here. I'm just trying to get money, man. Okay? Money's useful. Part of my essential theme of who I am as a person is that I like money. Well, beside uh, Flem's amorality and ambivalence to your plight, uh, there are two rooms in front of you, room 26 and room 27. Where would you like to go? Well, I'm going to go in order because I'm a practical man who does practical things. So I'm going to 26. What do I find? As you are walking across, I need you to make a wisdom check. While you're walking through, you hear chanting, ominous ghostly chanting in the distance throughout the entire dungeon but it seems even louder in this direction and you hear cool let's go um let me make this wisdom check i got a 10. well that's not good dude that's not good at all as you walk through the hallway you seem to fall into a massive trap it is a 10 foot deep pit filled with spikes you fall prone, just five damage. Well, that's not good. That's pretty bad, actually. That's a lot of damage. Man, I don't know if I can deal with just five damage here. That's, ooh, what so much damage? Well, don't worry, because there's more. Uh, you also take 2d10 when you hit the spikes. Oh, well, that's a lot worse. Yeah, seven worse. You are now at five health, trapped in a pit, almost dead. What do you do? Well, um, I'm not happy about it, I'll say that. While in the pit, spikes go through me. I turn my head around. I pull myself off of the spikes. I look up at my friends. I climb out of the pit as they both watch in horror. I pull the spikes out. And then I heal all of it. Getting rid of all of my healing points. We're really weak at this point. So uh, this is more of a marathon than a sprint. Yeah, you guys uh, went through a lot before we even started today. And you haven't rested. Cause you're just straight up going down to kill them are you okay because uh you took a lot of damage there i'm fine absolutely fine all that matters is getting vengeance and i walk off down to the next area oh man this treasure this treasure is so cool oh i love this eye patch man i i'm worried about it you know he's he's taking a lot of risks he didn't even look through the hallway i mean he fell in a trap every single time there's been a trap so i don't think he's any riskier I'm gonna just climb around the trap because I see it now. I'll do the same thing. All right, what's going on here? So I see two places, two stairwells. Where do they go? So there's a way that goes down and then there's a way that continues back basically where you came from. Do you press on to go even lower in the building or you move forward and explore the rest? Well, as much as I want to go down because I'm sure that's where they are, and that's where the voices are coming from. I know that there's more evil in this building, and I'm going to take it all out. 
In order. Annihilate the entire building, because my vengeance isn't bound to just some chanting people. So I'm going to room 29. I'm going to walk in, ready to kill anything, pull out my sword, because I know that soon there's going to be some shit hit the fan, and I'm pissed because I got spikes through me. What happens? As you walk in to room 29, the ghostly chanting seems to be loud in the north now. seems to be going everywhere. And you seem to be in a four-way tunnel intersection. As you are walking through, you hear the chanting and you kind of look in that direction. I want you to make a perception check with advantage. It's a 21 and 9. What do I see? As you walk in, the other two are closely following. You walk into the room and suddenly you can see everything. You realize there's something coming out of the ground, something dangerous, something that your paladin senses pick up on. And immediately you see a creature come out of the dirt and the grime of the ground. Several creatures. A ghoul appears and another ghoul and a third ghoul. They come out of the ground filled with rage and ravenous hunger. Ghouls. Part zombie, part man. More ravenous than a zombie. More sentient. And suddenly everything goes quiet and you feel the rage in your heart. Each of these people seems to be a member of a cult because they're all wearing the same outfit. You start to think about what this place is and what happened to those kids. You start to think that maybe this is more complicated than just some neglectful parents. Maybe this is the exact thing that someone like you is trying to hunt down. What do you do? I'm ready to kill. I pull out my greatsword and I run at the first one in front of me. And I swing at it with rage and anger. Six damage. In my offhand, I'm gonna punch someone. With a 20, and that's two damage. You pull out your greatsword and you swing at the ghoul. Stab into it, and you strike through it, cutting off one of its limbs. And you deal six damage. You then punch into the ghoul again with your bare fist, and you then deal three damage. You deal nine to it. It's still kicking very much, but you've struck into it. You hate this creature with everything in you, and you're filled with rage. Everybody roll initiative. This combat has begun. Fuck yeah, okay, let's go. I'm excited, let's fight. Boop, that's a five. Sucks for me. I guess I'm last, Ophelia, what about you? I also got a five, but mine was a one, so we are very unprepared for this. I'm gonna roll even though I'm still looking through shit and I just got to like the third gem. I got a 13. I got an 11. Somehow, Flynn still goes first, but she's not even here. Well, don't worry, because the bad guys are going first. Okay, here come the ghouls. They're each going to come at you and swing with all of their ghouliness. They're all going to bite and claw at you. Each one doing a different thing. One's going to bite, one's going to claw. They both miss horribly because they're stupid. And the third one also misses. How exciting. So yeah, they walk up. This one shambles up. This one tries to bite you. This one tries to bite you. But you're a robot, and it's hard to bite a robot. So, meanwhile, Flem, you just finished stealing the last item. What do you do? Well, I'm very happy with my immense wealth and my great skill. So I'm going to walk down the hallway, and I don't know which direction they went, so I'm going to just roll and see. Uh, so let me just uh, roll like a, I don't know, like a d4, odds and evens. All right, one, two, three, four. I guess I'm going the right way. 
I see the spike pit and I'm like, okay, I guess they went this way. And I kind of walk over. That is my turn. Very exciting. Super exciting to just sort of walk around. All right, next up, Greg, what are you doing? Surrounded. I'm going to uh, beat the shit out of them still. I'm gonna roll, take them out right now. Watch this, Ooh, that's a 17. And that's a 14. There's obviously both hit based on my previous rolls. That's a shit ton of damage. That's an 11 and that's a three. So fuck it. What happens? I did just 11, 12, 15 damage. Well, you strike into it dealing 15 damage. It's still alive, but you manage to pull out your greatsword, slash into its neck, and then punch it in the gut. And it seems to be very weak now, but it's still alive. It's still angry and filled with rage. Uh, next up is Vincent. Yes, okay. Now, my buddy is fighting a bunch of zombies, and I'm a monster hunter. So, hmm. Do I shoot it? Do I stab it? Basically the same amount of damage. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run up, hit him with my ax, and then shoot my pistol. That's a nat one. That's bad. Oof. And then a 13 with my pistol, so that's probably gonna, a 15, that's probably gonna hit. Eight damage. Okay, so what happens? You're excited. You race up to the ghoul. You try to hit it with your ax, but it bites down on it. And you then pull your pistol up and shoot it in the jaw, but its jaw then clamps down on your axe and you can't get it out of its mouth. You've lost your axe and you're just holding a pistol now. And that's the end of your turn. Ophelia, it is your turn. I am going to shoot them because that is what I do. I shoot things twice usually. The 13 and then I pull out my hand crossbow and I shoot that. That's all good. Boopity and bippity. That is 14 damage total, baby. I'm gonna shoot the one that hasn't been hurt yet. You walk up, you pull out your crossbow, fire a bolt into its head as it's biting down on Vincent's uh, great axe. You then pull out your hand crossbow, shoot a bolt into its neck. It's still alive, but it's almost dead. Biting down on its axe, fueled with rage. It is now their turn, so they're going to swing at you guys. Finally, there's a hit here, and then there's also a miss. So this one's got your axe in its mouth, so it can't really do much. It's kind of trying to claw you, but it misses. This one, the one that is almost dead, it's fading away, swings and hits up against Greg with its claws. Uh, Greg, I need you to do a con save, and you also take five damage. So do your con save. Good guy. Hit me all you want, I'm not going down. Somehow a robot fails a con save. I don't know how that happens. For some reason, no one is sure how this is possible. As the claws go into you, the ruins all over your body, your armored body, glow. And you somehow can't move. Next round you'll get another save to kind of try to break free. But somehow their claws are affecting you. It doesn't make any sense. But for some reason, you can't move. You're confused. Flem, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to walk in on all this craziness and be like, oh shit, that's a lot. How did a robot just get, get paralyzed? I see people are in danger. I don't want to waste a full-on spell though. So I'm just going to shoot a fireball. And it misses because I just got in here. And then as a bonus action, yeah, I'm going to take my rapier out because I never use it. And I'm covering poison. I'm just going to kind of watch while everybody deals with their shit. That is my turn. Helpful as always. I, uh, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. I'm gonna take him down. I'm gonna have. Uh, is it 12? And then I'm gonna punch him. Then I got a nat 20. 
So that's pretty fucking good. Uh, doubled is a six. And that's ten, so sixteen damage. What happens to this dude? I'm pretty sure he's dead as shit. Uh, yeah, he's dead as fuck. You pull out your axe, your sword. How do you kill him? How do you just eviscerate this creature? I just realized I'm paralyzed. How the hell am I doing this? I never did my save. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fine. I break out. So, fueled with the rage in my heart, I am go... You can't stop me. I can't be paralyzed. I'm a fucking robot. And then I hit it. I slice it right down the center. And I just cut it in half. I just look at it. And I realize, oh yeah, I'm a robot. And then I just, it's gone. And then I move on to the next one. I'll kill him on my next turn. Filled with rage and anger in your heart, you stab into the creature, cut it in half, move on to the next one. Everybody goes, oh, okay, that makes sense, because he's a robot. Why would he be paralyzed? All right. I am pissed that this motherfucker has stolen my great axe. So let me see if I have any rages left, and if I should use them. I do have one and I'm gonna use it. I look at him, I get up, I get mad, I punch him, 14, that's gonna hit, seven, probably gonna kill him, and then I'm gonna shoot him, that's four. Yeah, it definitely hits, okay. You know what, I don't need to rage. I don't need to rage at all. I'm just angry, you know, I don't have to turn into a bear every time I'm mad. I looked at him, I was fueled with anger in my heart. I punched him in the side, pulled out my gut, my gun, shot him in the gut, and pulled my axe back. And as I turned to uh, to Ophelia and Flem, my eyes are yellow. I was about to transform, but I don't. I hold back. And I then go over and run up to my friend to help with him. Who's next? I am next. So I'm also gonna help out. I walk up a little bit, pick up my crossbow, shoot it. And then I pull out my little crossbow and shoot that. Hell yeah, they both hit. That's a nine. And a six. That's 15. Yeah, so you shoot into it. It's still alive, but yeah, it's hurt. And it's pissed off. So it's going to walk up and try to claw. And it hits. And it's going to hit Kane because he is human and can be poisoned and paralyzed. Kane, I need you to make a con save. Fuck yeah, I love those. All right, let's go. 21. Suck it. Nothing happens to me. I'm the best. I'm gonna live forever. Yeah, you still take uh, nine damage. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's fine. Whatever. I'm cool. Uh, I'm controlling my emotions and being a stronger and more well-rounded person. Well, that's all fun, but uh, I'll run up and stab him. Yeah, 21 and a four. And then it has to do a con save or be poisoned. Can undead creatures be poisoned? I don't know. But it's a 12. Nope, they're immune to poison. Sorry. You're kind of useless in this fight. Yeah, so you walk up, pull out your rapier, stab it in the chest. It doesn't d get hurt by it all that much. Just a little bit. And then you realize, oh yeah, poison doesn't work on dead things. You know, you don't have to be mean about it, you know? Poison's my thing, so I used it. Pretty unlimited. I gotta use it every time. Whatever. But yeah, I stabbed it in the chest, and it didn't work out. Bonus action, disengage. Uh, I walk back over to Ophelia, and then I say, Hey, they're immune to poison. Just thought you want to know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty obvious, to be honest. But thank you, sure. Uh, I wonder if Brent's gonna cut its head off. Yeah, probably. Let's find out. I mean, that is my thing. Let's do it. Whip of wham. Hell yeah. That's a six. That's a 17 total. 
It's fucking dead. There's no way. I pull out my greatsword, fueled with rage in my heart. I look at this creature. It just scratched my friend. And I say, I'm sorry that this cult tricked you, turned you into this thing, but you need to go down. I will now free you. And I slash through it, cutting off its head, completely decapitating it. And then I stab into the head as it hits the ground. You're free now. You're free. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. You slayed the shit out of it. They are dead. Everything is good. Everything's fine. Vincent, you have 14 health now. And Greg, you have 10. I don't think you have any more spells, Greg, to heal anyone. Oh, wait. Yeah, you do. You haven't been using your first levels. Huh. Do you want to heal anyone? Anything with that? I look at everyone around me, and I say, we need to keep moving. And I look at myself, and I heal me first, and I heal five. One, two, three, four, five. And then I look at Vincent. Fuck, oh, that's so low. Wasn't even worth it. Alright, I heal him. Uh, here you go, Vinny. There's three. Fix you up. Help you feel better. I press on. Oh man, guys, I'm starting to get tired. Real, real tired. He's real pissed off, and he just keeps going. I feel like at a certain point we need to take a break. We've been fighting through this hours for hours. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. Let's keep going. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm having a blast, man. Everything's going great. Okay, so what do you find? You guys are walking through. You don't clear the hallway on because you're just pushing forward. You're in the southern section of this endless dungeon. And he walks into room 31, and he sees around this room, it is surrounded by skeletons, festering and festooned, filled with mold and rusty shackles, a massive painting of a tired, gaunt, pale-faced man with a big black cloak. He has his hands sitting on the head of a wolf, and he's holding a crystal orb. He looks sad, like he's missing someone. There's exits to the north and the west, and you can hear chanting coming from the west. There's a statue in the center of the room. Vincent, you recognize it as Strahd, the vampire lord. It seems like, based on everyone's knowledge of how cults work, and the pretty obvious setting of the scene, that these people, this cult, sacrificed everyone in this room, and maybe their kids, for Strahd. And there are skeletons all around you. What would you like to do? Well, I'm going to look around this room and get to the next entrance to make sure there's no one hiding. And make a wisdom check to see if I can see anything that's going on out there. See if there's anybody lying in wait or if these skeletons want to kill us. Alright, that's a 20. I would like to do the same. I'd like to take a look at the statue. It looks like a statue. Yeah, I'm gonna see if there's anything valuable in this room. That's an 18. Don't forget about me. Look at this statue. 22. Vincent, stop looking at the exit. Come over here. Who is this? Who is this man? That is Strahd Vanzarovich, the Vampire Lord. For a long, long time, longer than anyone can remember, he has ransacked the world, done whatever he wishes with everyone around him. Some people say, he was in love once, and he lost his love. Others say he's a soulless monster that kills everything he's ever seen. All I know is that he's a vampire, and I'm sworn to kill anything that is no longer alive. And I guess these idiots thought they could summon him by killing all these people. 
which seems like it wouldn't work. And you're right, we do need to stop these people. And they killed those kids out of neglect. I don't think they killed them because it was gonna help with this ritual. They would have been in this room. They killed them because they didn't care. They were so obsessed with this man, Strahd. He doesn't even need to do the evil. People will do evil just to see him. He has to be stopped. And now that we're here, that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna do the same. If he's really out there, I will take him down. Do it together. Hey guys, there's like a secret door over here. I know you're having like your bro situation, but yeah, last time I found one on my own. And I feel like I should tell everybody this time. So yeah, there's a secret door. It goes into a stairwell. Uh, sorry if I'm ruining the moment. For the record, I also want to kill Strahd, but just because it would be fun, and uh, I feel like it's the right thing to do. The stairwell seems pretty cool. Yeah, I don't really know anything about this Strahd guy. I don't really give a shit. Maybe I'll take his shit if you guys kill him. Well, you should really look at the stairwell and see what's going on. Yeah, don't worry, Greg. We'll take him out. We'll kill him. You just have to find his weaknesses, take him down. It'll be difficult, and it'll take a long, long time. Like, generally 50 or 60 episodes. And it's probably a year or two to actually do that. That seems like a really long time. Like, really impractically long period of time. Well, you know, that's D&D for you. It's designed to last forever. Seems like a, an impractical model to sell books if you if you can't finish the book in a proper amount of time. But, you know, that's how it works. I don't know if anybody actually finishes D&D campaigns anymore, but uh, I do. And we're going to do it. We're going to kill him. We're going to take him down. So, let's head upstairs then and see what that stairwell is, I guess. Yeah, maybe. There is more to explore. Seems to be a door down there. But yeah, let's see what this other room is before we go down. Uh, room 32. Let's see what that is. The door is rotten and hidden under a layer of clay. It opens to reveal a stone staircase that goes 10 feet to a landing in area 32. As you are lifting up the top part of the trap door, uh, Flem, because you're the one who found it, you're looking through it, and far away in the distance, you realize that you are in the den. The same den that you guys entered in, the same den that Vincent broke the glass uh, gun cabinet door of a few episodes ago, where there are statues of wolves and whatnot. You're back to the top floor, and it seems like you could have gone down here this whole time. Hey guys, I found a shortcut. It's gonna be much easier for us to run through here when everybody respawns. I feel like we should take a note of this and come back when we need to. Agreed. I think it's best if we go and kill these assholes. Uh, we head back down. And I go, alright, that's nice of you guys to help me with all this. We'll kill Strahd one day, and I walk toward the other room. Is there anything else valuable here while everybody's walking past? Yes, yes there is, Flem. There is an orb, a glass orb. It doesn't seem all that magical, but it's an arcane focus, and it's worth 25 gold, and he is holding it, staring into your soul. What do you do? I'm gonna look at it. I'm not gonna touch it or anything, I'm just gonna look. What's going on with this orb? As you look into the orb, it looks back at you, and you can hear a voice in your mind, your own voice. Take it. Take it now. You know you want it. Take the orb. The first step. Just take the orb. All you gotta do. Take it, and all your dreams will come true. I will give you everything. Everything. You'll be a queen at the top of the throne of skulls. What do you do, Flynn? Do you take it? The voice speaks to you through the statue. As you look into its eyes, it seems like it's speaking through the orb and through the eyes to you. What do you do? I'm gonna roll an insight check 
to see if this statue is full of shit. Because I can recognize a con when I see one. That's a 19. Guys, I turn to look at everyone else. The crystal ball in the statue is speaking to me. I think it wants me to take it. Normally I would listen to someone with an amazing voice like my own. But I know what I sound like. I know how I talk. And that's not me. I walk away from the orb. Wow. Okay. You walk away from the orb into the other room with everyone else. And as you walk away, you hear a voice in your mind, the same voice, your voice. You'll come around. They always do. I'll see you again, Flynn. And then you walk in. Room 33. God damn, we've gone through so many rooms. Oh shit. Okay. Right then. Uh, okay. So, here's what happens. Who's opening the door? I'm gonna open the door because I'm the one going forward. I go to open it, touch it with my hand. As you approach this very fancy door in a very weird dungeon, it looks nothing like the rest of the doors. It seems very important, but you're not quite sure what this door is doing in the middle of this dungeon. You go to open it, and as you try to open it, you feel the creak of the floor. You're confused. You think for a second, why is this antique door sitting in this dungeon? And then everything goes silent, and you're confused. And you realize it's not a door at all. It's a mimic. It grabs your leg, grabs your arm, and tries to pull you into its fleshy, angry maw. And it's gonna attack you, trying to eviscerate your very soul and eat your flesh to continue to survive. It hits, and you feel acid burn the metal of your skin and the teeth of the Mimic bite into your flesh. You take 12 damage, and if this were Phlegm, she'd be dead, but since you went first, you have three health remaining, and you are in the mouth of the Mimic. It's sticky, fleshy mouth and teeth pulling you in. You're stuck. What do you do? Uh, help me, help me guys. Oh fuck, I have no spells. Uh, I can't heal again. I'm gonna attack it with my greatsword and try to cut myself out of it. I dealt 10 damage, and I'm going to then try to punch it and break free for three. What happens? You strike into it, and you deal a lot of damage to it. 13, to be precise. It's barely affected by your swings. You are trapped in this mimic. Make a strength save. Try to break free. You're going to have to be successful three times to get out. You have to beat it, I'll say a 12. That's a 14. What happens now? You slowly break free of part of the tendrils, but you are still very much in danger of the acid and the burning. Flem, what do you do? Combat has begun. All right, I am going to use spells now because he is horribly in danger. Okay, what kills a door? What kills a door but doesn't kill my friend? I'm gonna shoot it with fire. I'm gonna burn through the bottom of the door, like putting my hands up against it, creating the cone. That's 10 damage. Does it do like, is it like a harder and easier save? Well, it fails no matter what I rolled. It's very low. You put your hands up against it and you deal 10 damage, burning fire through the base of the door. You burn the base of it, but it's still alive, very much alive. Can I, as my bonus action, try to pull him out? Yeah, but you're going to be at disadvantage because you're small and he's big. Size shaming much, but whatever, I get it. That's a 10. You go to pull him out, he'll have advantage on his next turn, but he is not free, not even close. What do you do, Vincent? I look at it, and I am actually filled with rage this time. I transform into my bare form. I great axe it, 
17. Trying to cut him free. That's nine. And then I'm gonna try to break him, rip him out of there. Do I have advantage? Yes, yes you do. You're, you're raged, so you have advantage on strength checks. Okay, so here's how this goes. I walk up to him and I say, I'm gonna get you out. I'm gonna get you out, man. And I pull him out. You're pulling and you're pulling and you're pulling and you almost get him out, but he's still grabbed just by a little bit of tendril. It's Ophelia's turn. What do you do? I'm gonna use this shitty scimitar I have to try to cut it free, and it doesn't work. So as a bonus action, I'm also gonna try to rip him out. Wow, I'm kind of useless in this situation. I look at this door eating my friend, and there's nothing I can do about it. I just stand back in horror. Well, that is the end of the first round. The door, the mimic, is pissed. Being attacked, losing almost half of its health, and it's grabbing onto him, and you're trying to pull him free and it is not happy. So first, a pseudopod is gonna shoot out and grab at you and try to pull you in, Ophelia. It misses as you sort of nimbly dodge out of the way. It's then going to try to burn him more, and it does. Five, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm sorry to say this. I'm really sorry. Greg, you take 12 damage. You are now unconscious and almost dead. If it deals another 15 damage to you, you will outright die. What do you guys do? It is now Flem's turn. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I was just flipping through my spellbook being like, what can I do? How can I save him? Oh, man. Oh, shit. Okay. I need to save you, man. I need to save you. Okay. I'm going to pull out my hand, shoot fire on the tendril attached to him, and then I'm going to try to pull him out, I guess. I don't know. That's all I can do. I'm not very strong. Oh, no. I'm going to tase it. I'm going to tase it. Shocking breath. Shit. Fuck. I'm useless. I can't save my friend. Oh, my God. And this disadvantage. Fuck. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I can't save you. As you try to rip your friend free, you fail. Greg, it is your turn. We need to get vengeance. We gotta roll it to save vengeance. You're one step closer to death. You failed once. Things aren't great for you, Greg. The next is Vincent. How are you gonna save your friend? You're a bear man and you're angry. I'm gonna cut you out of here. The 14, 13 damage. Yes, advantage. Okay, ideal. 13 damage and I pull as hard as I can to get him out. Let him go. You break him free. You pull him out of the fire, out of the Mimic's mouth. The Mimic is in pain, but it's still alive. You pull him away and you stand in front of him, ready to fight. Everyone, back away. Back away now. I back out slightly, but I know it's gonna get opportunity, so I'm not gonna, shit. I'm doing what I need to do. I pull out my lance and I run straight at the door, stabbing at it. I miss. And I miss again. Got that one. As you race at the door, trying to prove yourself, taking an unnecessary risk like you always do, you stab the lance at it, but the lance doesn't break through the wood. You try to punch the door, but it's just a door. Its mouth opens and grabs you and pulls you toward it. You are now stuck to the mimic. It bites into you and it deals 12 damage. You're still alive, but you're not doing so good. You're at six health, and you are grabbed inside the maw. It is now Flem's turn. 
Fuck, no, not again. Oh, not again. I can't lose another group. Oh, no. It's from uh, my memories. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shock it. 14 and 7. 7 damage. I try to tase it. As a bonus action, I'm going to try to grab her and pull her out. Oh, I got a 0 and a 17, but at a disadvantage, that's a 0. Fuck. Okay. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you get pulled in as well. You tase it for seven damage, and it's really hurt, but it's still there, and it grabs both of you. Vincent, you're the only one who can save them. Everyone is hurt. Greg has been melted with acid. He's unconscious. He's almost dead. Ophelia just got pulled in, and she's burning with acid with six damage left, only six health. And now Flem has been pulled in. What do you do? Training for this my whole life. I hunt monsters. I've lost so many. No more. No more. Yes. <laughs> 16 damage. I grab the door, run up to the side of it, watching as my friends are being eaten by it. I pull out my axe. I chop into the center of it, seeing its beating heart. I pull out my claws and I scream, No more. And I rip its heart out with my bare claws and hold it in front of it and squeeze the mimic falls to the ground. Save him. Save him, please. As you say this, you've successfully killed the mimic. Flem, what do you do? I reach into the bag that Santa Claus gave us on Christmas several weeks ago, and I pull out a potion of healing, and I heal my friend saving his life and that's where we're gonna end for today everybody damn that was good guys wow i almost forgot that it's just me doing this and you guys aren't real we're real we're as real as we need to be you created us i'm still alive everything's fine we actually survived and now we get to rest and level up we're going back to the third to the first floor to room three and we're gonna fucking sleep i could use a rest too uh, holy fuck we all almost died yeah i'm surprised we made it out of it that was fucking terrifying you made a mimic scary yeah man you just gotta work hard you know people just don't get it mimics are scary you gotta make them scary but i had a great time this week i'm glad we did this and i am drained very very drained so i think we'll take a break for now I'll come back in a little bit and I'll play some Hades, cool off, and then I think I'll be done. I hope you guys all had a good time. I had a great one and this is a great show. I love this show. I'm really, I felt so bad when we couldn't play last week. It hurt, but now, now it's good. Now everything's great. So I hope you guys had a good time and uh, it's been fun. Anybody, anybody want to say any last words? Well, these aren't really last words as much as we'll see you next week, but. I'm excited to level up. I'm excited to see what the rest of this dungeon is. I'm sure we'll finish it tomorrow or next week. I mean, for us, it's tomorrow. For you, it's a week. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. We make jokes, we argue a lot, but this is nice. Feels good to exist. And I'm glad we played this week. Just try not to skip any more games. You can't really blame him. He was sick. But I had a lot of fun. So I'll see you all next week. And I'm going to steal more stuff. Very excited to know who used my own voice on me. I'm pretty sure it was Stride, but it could have just been a manifestation of your own greed. But I had a great time, despite the fact that I almost died. But, uh, I wasn't gonna stop until something put me down. So, it's good that we stopped so we can all level up. 
Anyway, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this, bud. Yep, glad to do it. Anyway, I had a lot of fun too. This has been D and Me. Thanks for listening. See you next week with D and Me, and in a little bit for some Hades. Everybody, thanks for watching. Bye.